Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thank you so much, Gary. Appreciate it. It is coming up on 9.06 on this Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. I'm Karen Michael in for John Reed, and you're listening to News Radio WRVA. You all, many people heard about the case earlier this year, the Supreme Court case, the Students for Fair Admission versus Harvard and the UNC, where the Supreme Court struck down affirmative action programs in the admission of students and some people say, well, how does that impact the workplace? And, and frankly, it didn't directly impact the workplace because it's always been illegal to engage in affirmative action in hiring practices. But what about all these DEI programs? EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, enforces employment discrimination laws, federal employment discrimination laws. And one of their commissioners, Andrea Lucas, after that case came out, wrote an op-ed to Reuters about the potential impact of that case ultimately and and how employers should be viewing that case and also on a case that's going to be argued tomorrow, Muldrow versus City of St. Louis in front of the Supreme Court and how that might impact DEI. And Andrea Lucas is here with us this morning. Good morning, Ms. Lucas. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. So let's start with the op-ed that you wrote immediately after that Supreme Court case and just talk about the message you were trying to send. And one of the things I thought was really interesting, one of the things you mentioned in there is that the EEOC, you talk about these programs of equity and equity of outcomes. And you say, you know, the EEOC is here to enforce equal opportunity, not equity. So talk to me about your op-ed and what message you were trying to send in that following the case of Students for Fair Admissions versus Harvard and UNC? Sure. My, my major takeaway was that uh, it was important to frame the university admissions case in the Supreme Court as bringing civil rights laws in the university admissions space into alignment with the employment space. Um, and uh, based on my experience counseling many employers, uh, both in the management side and now at the EOC and, and observing DEI programs, uh, my general takeaway was a lot of people confused those standards and thought that because diversity previously had been allowed as a plus factor in university admissions, that that was also okay in the employment space. That's just not the case. And now that the Supreme Court has changed the standards in the university admissions uh, uh, 
this context, it was a good time to remind people that uh, that the standard for employment law was always a general prohibition against using race, sex, or any other protected characteristic as a motivation for any employment action. So now fast forward to tomorrow, a big case is in front of the Supreme Court, Muldrow versus the city of St. Louis. And some people, including you, and you're quoted in the Washington Post today in an article that came out today about the case, uh, feel that that decision, depending on how broad it is, could impact garden variety DEI programs that aren't affirmative action, but they more give preference to certain individuals based on training or opportunities for internships or things like that. So tell us about that case in particular and why there's the potential that that could impact DEI programs. So Muldrow is definitely specifically in the employment context. And the facts there involve a lateral transfer. That's you're moving from one position to to another position, possibly with the same title um, and possibly with the exact same pay. But uh, the allegations are that the the plaintiff in, in question, she was transferred based on her sex. Because she was a woman, she was moved from one position to another position. Uh, other contexts that this has arisen have included transfers based on race. Um, but all of them are, are, are situations where you're not necessarily involving what, what courts have called an ultimate employment decision, a tangible or material uh, employment decision. So there may be no promotion, hiring, firing or compensation decision involved. But nonetheless, there has been some sort of employment action that's happened. And so when Muldrow is going to be uh, limited just to the transfer context, uh, specifically the the Supreme Court narrowed the the question presented to that particular context, the court watchers are anticipating, and I share this perspective, that in order to resolve that question, they're going to have to talk about what it means to be uh, a adverse action, that's the term of art in Title VII, but an adverse action uh, that will qualify as, a, that could be a discriminatory action. So if the Supreme Court finds that something that isn't a hiring, firing, or compensation decision uh, can serve as an adverse action, that's going to affect all sorts of employment actions. It's going uh, to reset the state of the law across the country in general in that space, but it will also apply to employment actions that relate to DEI programs that fall short of hiring or firing, but um, do affect someone's terms, conditions, or privileges of employment, So, what's which is a really What's interesting in Muldrow was that this case has not even been tried. I mean, the court ruled and then the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled as a matter of law she did not suffer an adverse employment action. But the things about that case that I thought were interesting is she lost when she got transferred to this other job. She lost her FBI privileges. She had to work Mm -hmm. patrol. She had to work weekends. And so there was an impact on her job. It just wasn't what they would call tangible. So how would that decision be similar to some organization that only opens opportunities for internships to people of color or only opportunity offers opportunities. You know, you see women in tech and we're going to offer mm-hmm. these training opportunities for women because we want more women to do tech. So how would that decision impact an employer's opportunity to do these DEI programs and including these um, programs, these, you know, um, what do they call them? Employee resource groups that they have mm-hmm. where they are limiting certain groups to different you know, categories of employee. How, how do you see those two things being conflated? And by the way, we're talking to the EEOC commissioner, Andrea Lucas, 
and I am Karen Michael in for John Reed. So just kind of briefly talk about how you think you see Muldrow, that narrow question impacting DEI. Well, the question is, what counts as a terms, condition, or privilege of employment? And uh, historically, many courts have taken a really restrictive view of that and set a high threshold. The text doesn't uh, say, say that you have to have any specific material or tangible uh, outcome connected to that. Uh, it just says terms, conditions, and privileges of employment. That's the text of Title VII. Um, and the, so the EEOC and DOJ, uh, through the last two administrations, so on a bipartisan basis, have been pushing to go back to a, a, a broader textualist reading of what constitutes an adverse action, anything that affects your terms, conditions, and privileges of employment. That's the context in which Muldrow's are rising. Um, and that's the core question that will be dispositive in order to determine whether or not a lateral transfer could or could not uh, be colorable under Title VII. So if you rule on that point of law, it's going to have a lot of implications. I'll also note that I already think that many of these DEI programs pose risks under the existing state of the law right now, regardless of what the court does in Muldrow, and uh, and that's based on the current state of of, of Title VII law. Um, The EEOC's longstanding position is that you cannot segregate uh, employees based on race or sex, uh, and that includes in social activities like employee resource groups um, or, or other separate clubs, right? The, the, that's the position of the EOC since the 60s. Um, uh, same thing in terms of training or leadership development. The EOC's position on that space since the 60s has been that you shouldn't be restricting those kinds of privileges of employment based on race or sex. Uh, but if the Supreme Court rules in this space, I think it will certainly clarify the law. Um, it will flip some circuit courts. Uh, right now, 50% of the circuit courts agree with the EOC and DOJ's position, the, the position of the federal government. So it, it will be a sea change for about half the half the country. Um, but uh, I would say that, uh, there, that there's already a lot of existing risk uh, to those types of things. And so, and, and just explain how that how that works. What's what's the problem? Um, if, if you have a leadership development program, you might say, okay, well, I've got lots of training for everybody, and everyone can get whatever training they like. But the practical reality of a lot of these leadership training programs are the whole point of them is to specifically accelerate certain employees' careers to ensure that they have an increased chance of promotion to arguably to ensure that they will be promoted. Um, That's a privilege of employment. Uh, It may not have an immediate monetary change to that employee's job, but it is a privilege of employment. Um, It's directly affecting their likelihood of advancement in the company. That's why the company is providing the program. And if you're restricting that kind of program based on race or sex, you're violating Title VII. Well, one of the things you've cited is employers that select finalists for job interviews in order to have like a diverse diverse panel for final cut. I, I can't imagine how that isn't already a violation of federal law to even make that decision down to the final uh, the finalists of candidates wouldn't that already be illegal or do you see that as some employers thinking that that wouldn't fall under the adverse employment action it's my opinion that that's already illegal i think that the supreme court is really going to be the, the icing on the cake in terms of absolutely clarifying confusion in the law but i think that based on a clear reading of title seven uh the, the ability to interview for something is is also 
um, discriminatory if you're restricting that based on race. And and the easy way to think about this is uh, if if is to flip the races. If if a if a court was if a company was saying, I'm sorry, we're only going to interview, um, uh, we're going to always put a set aside for the right number of white candidates, and you can't interview, and that prevents uh, a qualified black applicant from beginning to interview. Everyone rightly and automatically say, of course, that's illegal. Of course, that's problematic. Um, So I think that that's a good gut check for employers is flip the races, think about what you're doing. If you would have discomfort um, uh, in one scenario, you should have discomfort as well. It's just a good gut check, practical rule of thumb. EEOC Commissioner Andrea Lucas will be watching this case tomorrow. When is the decision expected to come out? Do you know? I expect this one will probably be in the spring. I'm not sure that it will go all the way to June. Um, it's not as obviously a, a political decision or, or a hotly contested one. I think it will have wide implications for for a variety of hot topics, but uh, it, it could be somewhat something that will come out uh, perhaps in uh, a, or a little earlier than the, the very end of the term. Well, um, EEOC Commissioner Ms. Lucas, I thank you so much for joining us today. Have a wonderful holiday. Thank you. Coming up on 9-17, on this Tuesday morning, I'm Karen Michael in for John Reed, and you're listening to News Radio WRVA. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.